Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, that's what we do. It's called the podcast. Al, what's up? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, Thursday podcast here. Thursday. We continue, Jerry, with our Alan Jerry's Life Advice oh, cool. Look uh, at this. podcast uh, where we uh, you write to us or write to me with uh, some problems you're having in your life and you want to bounce it off somebody. Uh, Jerry and I will do that for you. We'll bounce it around. It will either be anonymous or we'll use your name depending on what you like. And, Jerry, today I have two items. Oh, cool. Well, we one, are here for them. One is an interesting one here right off the bat. I don't remember the other one, but I do have it. All right. This one says, please leave me anonymous. Yes. I wanted, uh, Jerry, and yourself uh, advice on a life situation. I recently graduated college, and a family friend of mine fully expects me to work for him. I thought I wanted to work with him my entire life. I'm currently having doubts because I am not sure if I want to live in the area. What should I do? If I decide to do not want to work with him anymore, how should I tell him? This is not just an average family friend. This man has treated me as a son, and I know him better than my father. Well, I think it's very tough. I would say if you're going to stay in the business and you're not going to work for him, you're screwed. Uh, Unless you move, then you're fine. Because you would tell him, I just don't want to be, I love you, but I don't want to be around here anymore. And then you do your thing. If let's say, and we don't know what the company is, let's say it's a construction company. You tell him you're not interested and then you go work for another construction company. Well, enjoy your holidays because they're going to suck. Or you go do something else for a living that has nothing to do with that business and it's fine. It's yeah, it does it sounds like he either doesn't want to he doesn't want to live in the area and he doesn't know if he wants to work for him. Yeah, I I think the easiest thing to do is move if that's part yeah. of your motivation because that takes you right off the hook and it's an easy conversation to have. Right, so you know I, what? I I don't want to I know we talked about me working for you. But I hate it here. Yeah. And I'm out. That's it. That's simple to me. That's an easy Yeah, if one. you're moving, if he doesn't end up moving. Well, if he does, well, it depends on again if he's going to stay in the business. Right. If he doesn't end up moving, and let's say he wants to go, whatever, he wants to be an accountant if that's what he went to school for, and let's say this guy owns again for lack of knowing he owns a construction company. Well, you know what? I'm I'm going to be an accountant. Yeah. 
This was a similar situation. My friend Rob, who uh, growing up, he was my best friend. He was my next door neighbor. And his grandfather had in New York City, he had a business where his business was fixing restaurant coffee machines. Okay. And cappuccino machines. Yeah. The, the the high quality ones in restaurants. And uh, he had guys working for him that fixed the machines. I don't think the grandfather actually fixed the machines, mm. but it was his business. Yeah. And he wanted my, his idea was that my friend Rob would take over that business. And Rob wanted to be an accountant. And, uh, and had to have that conversation. And he wanted to go to school. And now he's uh, uh, got a great job up in the Boston area in accounting. Yeah. And then the, I think the grandfather ended up giving the business to one of the guys that was no kidding. working for him. Um, who had worked for him for a long yeah. time. I think he took over the business. It's an interesting thing, especially if it is your dad or your, I understand yeah. this guy's very close to him. But if it's your dad or your grandfather and you have no interest in the family business. That is tough. It is difficult, but it's also, it depends too. Like my dad was the type and he didn't own a business, but he knew early. I wanted nothing to do with the type of business he was in, you know, the apparel business. Never once, even remotely tried to steer me that way. It was, do you like, you know, this? Does it interest you? Not really. Okay, well, what do you want to do? And I think in my case it was easy because I knew the path I wanted, and it worked out, I got lucky. But it wasn't like, no, I don't want to do that, and I have no idea what I'm going to do. Yeah. He wouldn't have stood for that I'm going to go work, you know, in some wherever it might have been, a store for a living with a college degree. He wanted better. But I did know what I wanted to do and had a path, and he totally let me be. And what if your dad did have a family business that his father had that he took over and then he wanted you to take over it and it was like let's say it was a let's say it was a pizza place. Yeah, I think being that there's my sister and my brother, I think if all three of us wanted no part of it, that would be an issue. I'll give you a good example. A friend of mine, he has a I'll give him a pop Mulaney physical therapy in Matawan, uh, right around the corner from where you used to live. His dad owns what really was a very big tire and auto center called Mulaney Tire in Matawan. Still very popular. And I remember growing up, Mike wasn't sure if he wanted to get into that. And as it turned out, he didn't. He wanted to get into physical therapy. And his older brother was very interested, though. So in that, it worked out. But what had been interesting is if his brother wasn't interested, too, then what do you do with the business? Right? Do you sell it? Are you disappointed? So it never came to that for them. So unless you're a, a, an only child, I don't know that you have to worry about it unless everyone's not interested. I wonder it's dicey. if I, I wonder if I would have, let's say my father had a business. Yeah. He did not. He worked at Delta Airlines. But if he had a business, would I have taken the easier route to take over the family business? I think if it's successful, you do what you know. Yeah. I think you might. And if you enjoyed being around it. Me, myself, knowing my personality, had my dad had a pizza place, I would have jumped headfirst in when I was 15. I, I've always told you, I love the idea. You do love having, a pizza place idea. Pizza, bagels, coffee. I like those three to me. Gosh, and I think it's awesome. kick-ass Wi-Fi. With kick-ass Wi-Fi. Of course. Love that. And what's funny is there's a shopping center in Homedale that's got, they're not, they might actually be, in, they might actually be right in a row. There's Palumbo's Pizza. There's Rook Coffee, and there's the bagel shop. Boom, boom, boom. Right in a row. All right there. There might be a Blimpy in between it. I don't Blimpies. remember. No, I think that moved. I think that's what it is. It's Palumbo's, it's the coffee, it's the bagels. I used to love Blimpies. Blimpies, 
underrated sub shop. But there's not a lot of them anymore. There's, there's not. very few. Uh, Jersey Mike's has taken over. Yeah, Jersey Mike's is everywhere. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Jersey Mike's and Subway. See, I, Subway, I feel like it's closed in a bunch of spots yeah. by me. Because Jersey Mike's Jersey Mike's whipping their butts. Yeah. So if we're giving this guy advice, Jerry, it is one move. Yeah. That's your easiest way yeah. out. Especially if, especially if you want to. Right. No hard feelings. Correct. I'd love to work for you. I really don't like this area. I need to move. At least give it a, a shot. Right. And then we'll see where we're at. Absolutely. All right. Look at that, Jerry. This is solving... Life's problems. This one I uh, screen grabbed because this was sent to me on uh, Instagram. Oh, okay. Look at that. So I couldn't print it out. Uh, oh, for, remember when I remember yesterday we had talked about the dating websites. Yeah, and we you had questions said, huh? I wonder if our photos have ever been used to catfish somebody, yes. Jerry. So a guy writes to me and says, Al, you were on Bumble and Tinder recently. Ah! I used the attached photo as one of my picks for both. As I looked good in it, and if anyone knew who you are, it was a picture of me and him, that would be a big plus. One girl knew who you were, but she was not my type. I only started using it a month ago and have since started dating a girl to the point where she asked me to delete my profiles on both dating apps. I did. A relationship question for you guys, though. Uh, She lives in Hoboken, and I live in Manhattan. Uh... Where did, where did, I have to see where I cut, cut it off. That doesn't sound so terrible. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She lives in Hoboken and I live in Manhattan. I've never driven and would like to live my life in Manhattan. But she is a committed Jersey girl. Hoboken seems like it could be a good compromise as it's close to the city but not full-blown burbs. But I am a pretty stubborn New Yorker. Here we go. Do you guys have a good barometer for when I should realize this relationship will or will not work? Yeah. How much do you fight about being in Manhattan? <laughs> right. Because you dealt with this, right? You had a girlfriend in Long Island and you hated driving yeah. to New York. Yes. I, I, I say that is your, bar- when you want to know when is your barometer, when you realize you are making excuses to not go to Hoboken. Yeah. Or That's any fair. little thing. And, and you're out. Right. Because in the beginning of a relationship, you'll go anywhere, do anything. But a short while in, when the newness, the super newness wears off, will you be like, oh, I don't want to go to Hoboken. To me, like you said, Hoboken to New York City, that Not seems pretty easy. Yes. It's it's like a path stop. I do think, though, if she's a Jersey girl, yeah, you better look yourself in the mirror and see if you're ready to have a family in the suburbs. Right. Because that's fun living in Hoboken. You're not you're not raising a family in Hoboken, I don't think. I think most, if you're from Jersey, you grow up a little bit and then you head out for the house and the land. Right. So that's going to be how much do you really like the girl, and are you willing to pack up and move out of Manhattan? Quite frankly, I would have never lived in Manhattan, but me I understand the draw to it. Not for everyone. Not for me. You love it. That's awesome. You better figure out what you want to do going forward. I was in uh, Hoboken last weekend with Gina, and uh, this is not for me either. Not even Hoboken. No, huh? No. It's too city-like. It is very city-like. That's why, to me, it's not a big deal for him right now. It's definitely prettier than New York. They have a nice, long path that goes uh, along the water. Right. It's it's really nice, and they have great restaurants and things, but it's still city life to me. It sure is. It's got to be hard to park your car. Oh, my gosh. There's nowhere to park. Right. 
But maybe you don't have a car if you live in Hoboken. But then how I, are you getting to places? God, I couldn't imagine not having a Even a small car like I, you need something. Something. Maybe yeah. an electric bike. And that's like a stressful part of your life now. You go out to go shopping. Now you got to worry about, am I going to have somewhere to park near it? To bring the bags up. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, that yeah, to the me bags. is like, come on. Bringing the bags up. Kind of like our daily stress. I'm going to work. Right, where am I going to park today? Right. The pain. I know. That was one thing I didn't want, like, moving down the Jersey Shore in a condo. Yeah. There were a lot of towns like Asbury, Ocean Grove, where there's no uh, uh, Belmar, where it's like street parking. I, cu- I needed to have a no, spot. No, you have to. You have to. Because like you said, I, I'm an adult, Jerry. I need a spot. I'm not going from work where I can't find the spot to home. <laughs> because I know what I would do. I barely leave my house now. You'd never leave. If I had a spot, I, know. I would never want to leave. And then what do you have a car for? That, Just to exactly. go back and forth to work. Correct. Yeah, it's tough. I do like that this guy was using my photo. Like the he was using a, a picture of he and I. Yeah. Because he's right. If a girl knows who me or you are, Jerry... It's That's, an in. It's an in. You never know. It's an in conversation. That's pretty cool. All right. So I think we've solved both so of those. So you were on Bumble. And Tinder, according and to this Tinder. guy. Yeah. Tinders have sex. That's what I thought. Right. I think there are people on there looking for serious relationships, okay. Jerry, but it, it seems to me that it seems to be sexual encounters. Fair. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, not sure if you heard this song, but you remember I did a... Uh, a story where Bruce Springsteen and John Mellencamp were down in the Jersey Shore yes. eating breakfast. And I was yeah. so excited. Like, why don't I get to meet John, you met them? John Mellencamp? I did not meet them. No. But yesterday uh, was revealed why they were together. Uh, John Mellencamp put out a song from his upcoming album, Jerry. And it's a song he uh, recorded with Bruce Springsteen. Mm. And they shot a video for this song at Bruce Springsteen's place in what town is that? Cold Snack. Colts Neck. Wow. Where you used to stalk them. Where I used to stalk them, yeah. Uh, the song is called Wasted Days, Jerry, and it's two old rockers. <laughs> have you heard it yet? Those I have. Good? I do like it, but I got to say, John Mellencamp's voice has changed a lot. Oh, yeah? I have not heard him sing in a while. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's interesting. It's really two older rock guys looking back on, it opens with, Jerry, how many summers still remain? Oof. How many days are lost in vain? Who's counting out these last dramatic years? How many minutes do we have here? Yeah, I mean, this is where this is what my this calendar is. This is where based we are, on. right? It's, what is your calendar based on? No, the fact- just it, it it's going to end for everyone at some point. Right. Come to grips with it and enjoy yes. your time while you have it and don't take it for granted. That's what these guys are singing, Jerry. That's why they went to breakfast together. They're in their 70s though. Or yes. 60s? Bruce is 72. Okay, and what's Mellencamp? He's got to be right around there, no? Uh, definitely late 60s. Right. So you get to that age. Yeah. You start really I hate to say it, but I think you start thinking about the end a lot. Yeah. You know, I'm sure my parents think about it. You know, they're in their 70s. Right. I'm sure your parents probably think I'm about sure it. I'm sure they do, time yeah. to time. And it's got to be, you know, when they start, my mom said once uh, a month ago, two months, whatever it was, I just said, how? because her back's been bad, and, and how are you doing? She goes, well, I woke up this morning, so I'm doing okay. Like, oh. Imagine. Once they start saying that, yeah. it's like you know that it's it's in their mind and it's in their head. Right. It's like, I don't want to hear that, but I get it. I understand. So... Yeah, how many days? Wasted days, Jerry. That's what it's called. Look it up. John Kugelmellencamp. You and think Bruce a lot of guys? I heard Mick Jagger with Howard Stern yesterday for yeah. a while, and 
How was the only, that? I didn't hear a lot of it, but I heard the last 15 minutes or so, and they were talking about being on tour and their catalog of 500 songs, whatever it was. Very, he was very honest, too. He's like, there's like 30 songs they could go out there and do. They don't need any words, lyrics. They're good. He's like, but it's like 500 songs. So there's like maybe 90 that they know most of, but not all. And then there's some, he's like, give me the lyric sheet. Barely remember them. Remembers them, but you know what I'm saying. Um, You know, talking about being on tour or whatever. Do you think some of these guys, like a Bob Dylan, who's now old, Mick Jagger, look back on their younger years and all the carousing they did and all the... Do you think that they're proud of it? Do you think they're like, man, was I a, a, a just a, I don't want to say that word, or was I just a jackass? Like, they feel like they wasted good years, wasted having a family, because he says he's got eight children. Mick Jagger does? Yes. I know, he's got like a young kid, too. Right. Do you think there's like regret, or do they say, man, we did it up? Yeah, I think they did it. I think looking back on it now, they did it up, and they feel like they did it in a time without social media, without everyone. Where they could. Yeah, where you could do, you could live it up and not have be have your picture taken everywhere before the paparazzi really even got crazy. It's interesting. Yeah. Mick Jagger posted a picture on his uh, Twitter or Instagram. I, I saw somebody reposted it. He was in North Carolina a night or two nights ago mm-hmm. at a bar just sitting having a drink and no one outside no by himself and no one uh, That's amazing. Was him. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Maybe it would be funny to run into him. Mick Jagger. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, the Chili Peppers announced a world tour coming up next year. Is that year. right? Yes, they That's did something it. something you might go to. I 100% I'll go to that. They it, did it with, you know, Flea, Anthony Kiedis, and Chad Smith were dressed up like news people and weathermen, <laughs> and John Frusciante is back with them, so he was the one that announced it. Oh. Like, in their little sketch that they did. Now, don't know the dates, but... And they put they announced it themselves on, like, social media? Uh, they put it out on their website, the video yeah. on, on YouTube. Starts June of 2022, but they didn't say where yet or the schedule. So, yes, I will be going to that for sure. The year of the concert, three years later. You're saying it's back, Jerry? Yeah, I think next year. Yeah, yeah. The year of the concert, because we were supposed to have the year of the concert. Which we didn't have because of the pandemic. I did see Maroon 5 this year. Next year, big year. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen looked very old in this video. Yeah, he looked very thin. Like that. Frail or just thin? It's two different things. He looked thin. You're thin, you don't look frail. Yeah, he looked thin. Okay. He looked thin. That's all right, then. But I was thinking maybe even in the video they were trying to maybe he looked maybe that was a look he was even going for could be for make it look song. sad yeah to make it look sad dramatic but you know I, I'd say any of these guys that you wanted to see or that you've seen before that you love like you gotta go because you never know you're right like Bob Dylan's going to Madison Square Garden right part of me is like I should go see him one more time another part of me is like I've heard him in the last few years yeah it sounds unrecognizable. And a guy like that, like, I wouldn't even know what's on his set list. Nor would I. Right? Because he's put out so many records, and he's one of those guys that's going to play what he's interested in yes. playing that night. Yeah. So you might not get, like, Bob Dylan the hits. No, you probably you won't. Bob Dylan country. Right. <laughs> he did one. And remember we gave, remember when we were giving away those tickets a few years ago? When I was still working with Boomer, I think, when Craig the Bob was first. Dylan? Yes. And I was going, and people were calling up complaining about why you give them away. You can't even understand them anymore. And we, we saw the video of him, I think, at the Beacon, which is where he's going to be this time around, not the Garden, I think the Beacon. And I played Like a Rolling Stone, 
it took like two minutes before I knew that was the song. Yeah. That should be recognizable <laughs> from the first two chords. <laughs> right. And he does it out of sync. It sounds weird. He sings it the way he wants to. Like, dude, this sucks. Yeah. But, so I don't know. Do I go or do I not go? He's a legend, Jerry. You have he, to go. I know. I know. I know. I wouldn't even want to interview him. I saw him in 60 Minutes. He was terrible there, too. So, whatever. When I saw Bruce Springsteen last a uh, couple years ago when he was touring, after I left and I enjoyed it, I thought it was very good, I felt like it was the last time I saw him. You got more You got more opportunities. But I felt like... Yeah, yeah. I felt like that. that is the last time I'm going to... I got sure. a, an eerie feeling. Well... Maybe not. I hope not. Jerry. He'll be on tour next year. Everyone's going to be on tour next year. That's they right. Need, they need to make money. Yeah. Right. And get out of the house. Those guys need to get out of the house. Yes. Men and women that are rock stars cannot be indoors. Really, tomorrow. men and women got to get out of the house. Men and women, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, tomorrow's Friday. And I don't want to tease something too much. Tease it. Cool games. Okay? Two words for you. Cool games. We haven't had a good start to this game so far this year, so let's go. I took a quick glance at the games. Not a lot. Oh, geez. You know, there's a six currently right now a 16 point spread in an NFL game this weekend. Bills, Texans. Right now it's sitting at 16. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, the warm up show. We'll see you at 5 a.m. tomorrow. The warm up show from this morning begins now. See Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Be part of the show. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't All right, suck. here we go. We start a new week in the NFL. The Yankees down the stretch. What is up? Warm-up show till 6 o'clock. Hello, Eddie Scuzzeri, and of course, across from me, his name is Al Dukes. What up, man? Good How morning, are you? Jerry. Good morning. I was listening uh, to Sal scream at callers today. People were freaking out. Uh, Sal was freaking out. Everyone's freaking out. Like, guys lose games. There's no one is the greatest pitcher ever. Did we think getting Garrett Cole was going to solve, like, that he was going to win every game? No, it you got to be better than that last night. But it but have, to, have to be. Have right? to be. But it's one game. Have to be. It's one game. It's the biggest game he needs to pitch. But th- He's making $32 million a year. Go out and be better. You can't give up two runs in the first inning, two more in the third, and then make $30 million. I'm, I'm with Sal on this there's one. There's tons of guys that do that. But this is what we do. They don't is- make $32 million a year. Max Scherzer would go out and pitch better. Maybe. Not maybe. He does. He does it routinely. I don't know. Nah. I Did, just, have you watched Garrett Cole this year? I have. He's up. He's down. He's up. He's yeah. down. Spider attack, great. No spider attack, he sucks. Then he gets it back. Then he has a bad start. I'm with Sal on this one. I'm tired of these guys. And you, mister, I hate how much money these guys I make. I do. This is why. But What but, are you paying him $32 million? You're right. They're human. I get it. The problem is when you're as inconsistent as he's been all year long, this has to be better. The, How, you can't put them in a 4 nothing hole in the third inning. You can't. I know, but this is what... That's why they're overpaid. Right. 
But well, this but is what when, baseball when is. When you make the money comes expectation. Okay, and when so you like, suck and making, spit the bit, okay. that's a problem. So well, so what does he make a year? $32, $33 million was, a year. If he was making 16 is it okay? It's, it's different if you're a run-of-the-mill pitcher making average money. You don't have the expectation of him coming out and giving you a dominant start. That's but, it. Was he dominant in Boston the other night? No. But the problem is if the Yankees didn't, because this is how dumb the God, sport is. I got a headache is. already. This is how dumb the sport is. If the Yankees didn't give him that money, somebody Someone would've. else would. Right, sure. this is and what's be their dumb problem. about the whole thing. I agree. But, that's, but a paying, different, that's a different argument. I agree with you. Right, but, but because... The Yankees were dumb enough, or another team would be dumb enough, to pay him $32 million sure. a year. That doesn't equal Nothing's automatic, automatic wins. It, no, but you need, to be, you need to be better. You just have to. You, you don't, but this you're is, not paying him to go out and throw nine scoreless innings last night, but you're, you're also paying him to not go out there and be in a 4 nothing hole in one of the biggest games of the season. But this is, you expect better. But this is why baseball is 162 games, and this is why... Uh, get, uh, you have to have seven game series because any day you could put a team. Which together. is why the wild card game is awesome. Which is why the wild card game is dumb because uh, you, you're basing your entire sport be on better. the fact you're basing your entire sport on the fact that one game doesn't Don't matter. Don't be in the wild card game. Baseball okay. for a hundred years did not have wild cards. Right. The whole point of the marathon was that the best team will show up and will win their division, and they will be I'm hell back in the day right to the World Series that you automatically get to that best of seven series. Then because money's involved, now we got to have a best of five first round series. Now we need a wild card game. Well, here's the deal. Beat the Rays and be in first place. The Rays clinched home field throughout last night. But I think we have they don't all, have to worry about. It. I think we have all those added games on because you can't in in 2021, you can't have a 162 game season and have your team be out of it by June. 100%. You're absolutely right. But again, Win your division. Right, but if you're basing your entire game of baseball on the fact that one game doesn't matter or one game doesn't decide which team is better, if it did, we'd have one game series. So you're knowing that in order to say who's better, the Yankees or the or the, or the the Blue Jays, they play a three-game series. The wild card is a bonus for teams that deserve to be playing beyond the regular season. That's what it is. And it's money. They make a lot of money on those wild card games. Right, but they don't. But the to me, it just it doesn't doesn't mean anything because it's one game. Well, it and, means something and, for the team that wins and continues on. Right, but we could have what happened last night, and it doesn't make Garrett Cole a bad pitcher. No one said he's a bad pitcher. But when you make the money to be the ace, you have expectations. But he, but he his, wasn't good last time. I know, but him making the money isn't his fault. That. It's the expectation that comes with being the star. But giving that's somebody... what it is. If Boomer Esiason blows at his job and the ratings suck, guess what happens? He's not going to get that money next time. And if Garrett Cole spits the bit from this point forward, he won't get another big contract. Unfortunately, and I hate when people do this, well, we're paying him for what he's going to do, not for what he's done. Bull crap. You are paying him for what he did because you expect it to continue. And when it doesn't continue, you look like a fool. And you have expectation as that ace or that star. Michael Conforto, for instance. Michael Conforto, I think going into the season, people thought was going to go, I don't know, 35-100 and probably get a six-year, $130 million contract based on what he's done so far and what you still expect him to do. 
He has spit the bit this year, and I don't think the Mets have any obligation to give him a long-term contract now because he didn't perform, and you have no idea what he's going to do going forward. Garrett Cole has been amazing, and you expect him to be that here. Look at what Max Scherzer has done. I mean, you can go over all the aces throughout time. Yes, they're not going to be great every time, but in the big spots, man, that's the expectation of why you're paying him that money. And he's had a couple of, it's not just one, he's had a couple of opportunities. I know, but you look at a guy like the greatest reliever ever, Mariano Rivera, after 9-11, 9-11, Jerry, sure. when our buildings were knocked no doubt. down by no, those losers. And no one beat him up. Why? And he lost. Why? But no one beat him up. How come? I don't know. Because he had done it before many, many, many times, and a lot more times than not, he succeeded. Garrett Cole's not there. He's just not and so there's no equity built into what he's done. It's a big difference having a track record in a place and not having a track record in a place. I know, but I think we take a guy, and, and because an organization decided that he's worth this much money, it doesn't change who he is as a player. And it changes the expectation of what he does and what he's been. That has been that player, though. I mean, look what he did in Houston. Now, we can have a different conversation about why he was so good in Houston, we can come back to the spider tack conversation, and I don't know, because when that was taken out of baseball, he went right down the chute real quick. He's worked his way back. He's had some really good starts, but he has not been that same pitcher since that's been taken out of the game. Now, you want to say the Yankees are the fools because they're the ones that paid him and they've got him for the next however many years? Again, different argument. Right now, I'm dealing with the fact that this is your guy that was supposed to go out there and once again give you, at the very least, give you what he gave you in Boston the other night. As opposed to, okay, let's sit down and watch the game. Whoa, first inning, they're losing already? Third inning, it's 4 nothing. God, you have to be better. And if you're not, that's fine, but you're going to get criticized. It just seems, And that's the, fair. It just seems the nature of the sport is you're going to lose games. That's the nature of baseball. I, yes, and I And the Yankees had won that. how many in a when row? When you need your guy lose. to come up in the biggest spot of the season, you need better. I just said I'm not asking him to throw a nine-inning no-hitter. But it can't be 4 nothing after the third inning. Got to be better. And if not, well, then I don't know what you're watching. I mean, because if that's going to be the, if that's going to be from now on, that's going to be the conversation. He's human. Hmm. We'll get him next time. Well, then why are we watching? I don't What's know. What's the point? It's a good question. You know, Daniel Jones, what has he done since he's been here with the Giants? But the Giants are, are a 17-game season. So I, when you lose, it's it really matters. Correct. Out of my 162 is, games, for some reason, we look at these games at the end as if, oh my God, we got to win these. Because it's the biggest the, game of the season. And in this the beginning, we don't this care. This isn't a game in May. Why? It's the same. It counts it's the not, same. At this point, no. At this point, it, it doesn't. Does. Because it does. now, no, 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 no. Yes. You've got five games left, and you've got two teams on your ass. Okay. So there's more meaning to this game now. It comes back to Luis Rojas from last week. When they asked him, I think it was Evan that said, don't don't you manage a little bit differently because of where you are in the season. And he said, no, all the games are equal. Right. And on the surface, he's right. When you look at the totality of a season, yes. The problem is when you get to where you are now, these games do mean more because you got the Mariners that don't lose. you got the Red Sox winning in Baltimore, and your lead is shrinking as you're looking at the scoreboard. So there is more meaning to that game in that spot. Only because we gave no meaning to the games in the beginning Once of the season. Once again, a different conversation, and you're right about that. But when you get to where you are now and you have to win this game, it means more. In the moment, it means more. Right. 
In the moment. In right the moment, now. it means more. But that's pressure. But the guy pitching isn't pitching any less to his ability in May, I hope, than he is now. You would hope. So if he but I gave don't up know six that. runs in well, May, let me ask you this. Do we are we freaking out? Let me ask you this. When you do if you were going to go out and throw a game April thirtieth, and it's whatever, you're in first place, you're not in first place, you're a game, it doesn't matter. It's April thirtieth. You're gonna go through your routine. You're gonna give it your all. There's no question about it. Is your mindset any any less or any more at ease than it would be going into a game? 162 and you're tied for the for the yes. for the playoff spot. It's going to be a little different, no? Yes. That's all. In the moment there's more pressure and there's more to it. Again, in totality, no. It's 1 of 162, but when you get to where you're at in the season and you got teams up your ass, it means something. But this is why baseball's weird because anything the great pitchers can go out and suck. Great hitters can go out and suck. Right. And because... guess what happens when they do? They get criticized. John Carlos, why does John Carlos Denton take the beating he takes when he's in an 0 for 27 slump? More so than because let's say Yankees Kyle Higashioka. to pay him a whole bunch of money. Because he's making 27 or $28 million a year and you're paying him to be better. Right. But, but expectation. You, but yeah, the money just, it's. it's if just LeBron James silly. clunks a free throw with the game on the line. With one second to go in a playoff game, I mean, are, would they not be criticizing him? And oh, let's forget him because he. Did. How about Julius Randle? How he did in the playoffs? He had a great season, a breakout season. He played like crap against the Hawks. He got beat up nonstop. Why expectation? And he created that expectation by lifting that team and really driving that team to the playoffs. And in the biggest four or five games of the year against the Hawks, a series I think people thought they'd win, he was a complete failure, and he got beat up for it. It's all about expectation. Life, And it comes back, like I said, to this radio show. You have an expectation to be whatever, number one, number two. You got to be good. You slip to seven, eight in the ratings, see ya. Boomer Esiason blows at his job. No, come on, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, come wow. on. That was amazing. That's not right. Okay, but I'll give you... Use <laughs> That's not right. Uh, using that example. <laughs> Using that example, yes. because radio is every day, four hours a day. Yeah. There are many days where I walk out of here and go, that show stunk. But the overall, day in and day out, it's good. Except there's no champion. Yes, except... There's champion. There's, there's the ratings. Rating, but the ratings, it's different, though, the way it's measured. You can be really good in a baseball season and consistent and have really bad days. But at the end, if you're better in a seven-game series, you win the your ratings aren't based on that that 162 games, as much as it is, it's a race to get there, but then you still have to win. That would be like saying the fall book, we're going to take the top four radio stations and then have a one-week ratings off. Right. So it's slight, it's it's somewhat similar, but it is a little bit. My head's killing me, but it is slightly the same. It's like... Uh, it just ends... Come back to you. Had the, you had the comment once, and I've always thought about it, and it, in a way, it's not wrong. Why play a 48-minute basketball game? Let's just play a five-minute game every year. I because, don't know. Every night. I agree. Right. But I guess it's part of the journey of the game. It's the same thing like the season. Because otherwise, why bother having a season? Let's just have a tournament every year. I would be for that as well. I know you would. But that's the thing. That's what I'm saying about the sport of baseball. We've built into baseball. We know every game is a crapshoot. 
Otherwise, there wouldn't be 162 of them for us to figure out who's good. Well, it's There'd more be than a crapshoot because teams that are better are better. I mean, and you just look at the standings. When you've got a team that's got less talent, they win 70 games, and the teams that have more talent win 100. And look at the Dodgers. That's not a crapshoot that the Dodgers have won 102 games this year. Right, but they, they were expected to. And if they were an 85 win team right now, they'd be getting crushed in LA. But I am sure if I look back at the Dodgers season, they lost some games to some terrible teams with some of their best pitchers. I'm Maybe, sure it's but in the grand scheme of things, now it comes down to they did their job, though. It's why the regular season and this part of the year and into October are different. They did their job. They, they've they made it to the playoffs. Now, they won 102 games. There's two games behind the Giants who have won 104. They are going to be in that goofy wild card game as they, when all is said and done, they might win 106 games. There's gonna, You're going to get your answer next week when Max Scherzer goes out in a winner-take-all game. And if Max Scherzer goes out and spits the bit, we'll be having the – well, we won't be, but they'll be having the same conversation about him out there. What would you go out and get this guy for if he can't pitch? <laughs> because he can pitch. It's one game he lost. But he's got an expect. It's kind of like if you're at the trade deadline and you trade for – let's say – I'll give you an example. Let's say the Mets were on the cusp of being a playoff team. Okay. And at the trade deadline, they go out and make a deal. The one thing they were lacking was offense. And they go out and make a deal for Mike Trout. Who's healthy? Let's say he's not hurt, as he always is. You as a semi-Met fan, Eddie is a Met fan, what would you expect Mike Trout to do and be? Let's, I get it. He's a human being. He's not going to succeed all the yeah. time. But what would your expectation of Mike Trout be as he's making, and I have to bring the money into it because the money is the expectation. He's making the most money in the game. Don't you have to be really good, and if you're not, take the heat? That's part of what – that's the responsibility of signing that contract. I think if it was football where you have a 17-game season, it's a different story. I just so think you're baseball, okay with a guy failing in a big spot and not – and just walking away, no criticism, it's all good. Not no Get criticism, but I don't know how we don't think it's going to happen. But we've seen it happen. It doesn't mean they're still not open for criticism when sure. you spit the bit in a big spot. Right. But like he gave up again, Al. It wasn't. It was I'm game. not saying, but I am not saying he needed to throw a no hitter. Do you know how many hits he gave up last night in six innings? A lot. How many? I wrote it down here, Jerry. He gave up nine hits. Nine hits. Yeah. In six innings. In one game. Not good enough. Okay. It's not right, but it's one game, and he'll That's even all. tell. But it was a big game. Okay, so let me it ask you this: the, the greatest quarterback in NFL history is Tom Brady. The guy lost three Super Bowls. What did he do with the other six? But he lost he's three won, of them. But he's also we, won more than he's lost, and he's got a track we've record. We've got expectations to win Super Bowls. And I'm this sure guy lost when to he Eli lost, Manning, who stinks twice. And I'm and sure Nick when Foles he lost, he took a beating in New England. They were trying to run him out of New England after he lost a Monday night game in Kansas City after all those wins because he stunk. That's it, that's that's exactly the point. Fans are stupid. Yes. That's why they're called fanatics, because they're illogical sometimes. But again, when you sign those contracts and you make that money, and I, I am not separating the money from it because I think the money's absurd. Right, but then for that money, you can't expect anyone to ever fail. No, but I can expect them to be better. There's a different conversation that we're having. I didn't say he had to win. I'm saying he's got to pitch better. You're the ace. you got to give your team a better chance to win that game. That's it. If he went seven innings and gave up two runs last night, is that perfect? No, no. Absolutely not. It's good. You can live with that. You can't live with being down 4 nothing after the third inning. 
And he told you that after the game himself. Well, he I has really to say have that. a headache. Do you have Tylenol, Eddie? Extra strength? I have Excedrin, yes. Yeah. I, I'm going to take I'll, that. I'll uh, get some. I'm going to take that. Well, I had something else, We're going to take I'm a break. I think what I wanted to say. Well, I'll get on the other side. That's fine. And then my head can explode at 525. <laughs> <laughs> Warm-up show till 6. Good times. Uh, and then Boomer and Geo on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, Rip Roaring Start. It's already 25 after 5. My God, time flies. Boomer and Geo coming up 6 o'clock on the fan. Us two till then. You said you had something for me before the break. I did get my Excedrin, so hopefully good. that kicks in soon. You took your Excedrin, Jerry. All good. Uh, good. Just one more thing on uh, Garrett Cole. Uh, I was listening to you know Sal coming in, and yeah. Sal, Sal was screaming. And uh, Sal, I believe Sal said he wouldn't pitch him in a in the next big game. No. I think so. Really? I think he said he don't trust them now. Well, who are you going to trust? At I, that that's point, what I mean. You're going with uh, Corey Kluber? Corey Kluber. You know, there's and there's a good example. Like tonight, you know, the Yankees have, I think it's Kluber starting. Yes, Corey Kluber. I think as a Yankee fan, you hope to get a good start from him. I don't think you sit down thinking that you're going to get seven innings, two-run ball, and, you know, you you go out there saying, boy, I hope this guy can give us six, six innings and three runs. You hope. Because he's pitching against that Ray fellow, Jerry. Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray. And if you, who's terrific. And if we come in tomorrow and Corey Kluber, Corey Kluber gives up six runs in five innings, no one's – I mean, you're going to be disappointed and you're just going to well, this Kluber stinks. You might say that. No one's going to be screaming about it, though. Why? Again, because he's not the pitcher he once was. You knew that when you signed him, and he hasn't had a great season. And I think if I remember, he's been in and out of the lineup with injury, but it's not – you didn't. You, you're not paying him to be the ace, so the expectations lowered. He is making eleven million dollars this year, Jerry. Right, very, very average in Major League Baseball for starting pitchers. For eleven very million average. dollars, I expect, so you expect him to get an, a win. You expect an average start. <laughs> I mean, that, I, I'm, I'm sorry. That's kind of that's how I look at it. Really, I don't know how you couldn't. Because it's eleven million dollars if and we're counting t- and, the money. And sadly, in today's day and age of Major League Baseball, right. that's a very that's actually a lower than average number Which is I would why think for a starting pitcher. Garrett Cole's thirty two million doesn't guarantee you wins. No, but it guarantees you expectation to go out and be better. Well, I expect that eleven million dollars in a big because it's a big spot and it's eleven million dollars. Right. And where do you it's think it's not three hundred thousand dollars? Where do you think he ranks in starting pitcher salary? I don't oh I don't know. Lower half. Eleven million is pretty Less good. Less than average. I'm asking for one win in a big spot so you, for $11 million. You're hung up on $11 million, yes. except that in 2021, $11 million for a starting pitcher? So then $32 Not million. great. Okay, so $32 million. It just doesn't get... It, the the it money they're making... It creates expectation. That's what it creates. And we're, I'm reacting to a crappy start with higher expectations. I, I, well, I never just, said in the first 28 minutes that he had to go out and win that game last night. Well, then night. it doesn't matter. A He's got to go out loss. and be better. That's it. That's it. You have an expectation to perform better. He didn't. Okay. You're going to take a beating for it. So, Corey Kluber, we're 
hoping at $11 million that he doesn't get shelled. I, yes, That's I agree. That's all we're hoping for. Uh, yes, I would agree with so that. So a guy making half a million dollars, we expect to go out and give up 19 on the, home runs. He's on the Orioles. Okay. Unless he's a very young pitcher who is under control by the club and they don't have to pay him more than they have to pay him. But when you get to veteran status and you're on the free agent market, yeah, that's about right. But that's the whole problem with the and why I'm always screaming about salaries because it doesn't. And I'm not matter. arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you. They're human beings. They're going to screw up. Right. But it doesn't mean that you don't have an expectation to succeed. Uh, and notice, I didn't say win because there's a lot that goes into winning. You can go out and throw a. You can throw seven scoreless innings. And lose one nothing in the ninth. He didn't get the win. All right, fine. He did his job, though. Last night, he didn't do what he gets paid to do, and that's pitch better. That's it. He didn't get the loss, though, Jerry. Uh, he didn't because they came back. They battled back. <laughs> he got a no funny. decision. I don't disagree with you. <laughs> gave up six. Uh, what did he give up? Uh, five runs? Five runs. And didn't get the loss. Correct. Hmm. That is very true. All right. Mike Trout, by the way, is making $38 million this oh, year. Silly. And he's played. I, yeah, I agree. They win nothing, and he plays half a season because he's always injured. All I want is for the individual sports and individual TV shows, individual movie actors, uh, to be responsible for their own money. And unfortunately, in baseball, that's not the case. They don't earn what the sport earns. They earn what people are paying on their cable bill who don't know they're paying for it. Can't you make that, aside from football, can't you make that case for every sport? Um. Yes, I mean, I mean, you got NBA players making fifty right, million dollars a year. Make any it's sense? It's stupid. Like, earn like if Tom Cruise goes out and makes ten million dollars for a film, and he brings in that money, he deserves his ten million dollars. If baseball and these other sports are paying Garrett Cole their contract because of the Yes Network taking in everybody's money. Like my mother, who doesn't watch the Yankees. Yeah, but I can make that argument that I'm paying for the ID channel. I've never turned it on once. Right, but the ID channel is pennies compared to the Yes Network wants seven dollars a person. Oh, but okay, that's the difference. Fine, but there are probably how many channels do you think you get on your cable pack? Your a lot. Cable? Right, there's probably sixty five percent of them that I will never turn on, and I'm paying for all of them. Right, but if you look all at individually, I understand. But ESPN I'm, takes a big chunk of your money. I'm still paying for probably 65 yeah. to 80 channels that I, I know, do not stinks. watch. And it's still a great bargain as we've had this conversation. Charge me for what I want. Right, but then you're going to be paying more. Right. And guess what? No one, A lot of people won't pay it. And then like, if, if you had to pay for the Yes channel, right, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be... Seven dollars a month, which is what it is now. Probably twenty five because they have to get more money from their fans. Exactly. But so then a lot of people will be like, "So." But then, so I'll say the same thing I've said to you before: is if you all of a sudden wanted the complete a la carte programming, yes. What's a good number for someone to charge you? Well, like I, I love ID Channel and all that, so I so, pay for the Discovery Plus. Right, but let's app, say you had no to pay for all of it. Six dollars. Let's say you had to pay for all of it, though. Okay. Ten dollars a month. Fair? For what? For ID channel. Yes, fair. Okay. How many channels do you want to pay $10 a month for? I only, the ones I watch. So you would be fine with five channels on your TV at $50 a month? Yes. And nothing else? 
Yes. Okay. So then you're different than most. Because I, I like the $130 a month and I get 300 channels. Because I don't like subsidizing poor programming. But we all do that. I know, but I don't like it. So when I have There's the opportunity. so much poor programming out When there. I have the opportunity to, to take it away, that's all I can do. Like, I didn't like the poor programming Mr. Howard Stern was giving me. So I took that off. Right. I didn't like the fact that I pay for NFL Network on Sirius and they have commercials. And they're playing nonstop commercials. You want to hear Chris Lepresti. Or go to a game. No, oh, I agree with that. That's Be the, the red zone it. channel for radio. But they didn't do that. So what did I do, Jerry? I pulled my money from them. Good for you. Smart. That's right. Speaking of You got something fun? Yes, I do have a couple of fun things. There uh, seems to be a new book out about Robert Kraft by oh. ESPN writer Seth Wickersham. Yeah. And I know he, you know, he's using this week since this is a big week to uh, break out all of the leaking pieces of the book. I saw Gary Myers plugging his Brady versus Manning book this week too. No one's reading that. I didn't say that. Brady versus Manning book. Yeah, I just said he's using this week to promote it. But this book, <laughs> I'm interested in. So here's two things that I saw yesterday that came out of this new uh, uh, book. One that Eric Mangini one time almost beat up Bill Belichick because Bill Belichick. Didn't say hi to his wife when she saw him out in a restaurant. I could see that. And they had a beef situation because of Spygate. Well, so this is what I wanted back. to ask. Okay, that's what I wanted to ask. This happened after the whole Spygate thing? Yes. Number one, if I'm Belichick, I wouldn't say hello either because I'd never look at him again. Mm-hmm. And two, if you're Mangini, what's your expectation of that? Right. Like, you really did. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have, but he called him out. And really put the spotlight on him in a very negative way. You really think that guy's going to give you the time of day? I wouldn't. Yeah. They say, I'd look the other way. They say Mangini had to be held back from beating him up. Then, I in, can an, see that. in another excerpt from the book, Robert Kraft allegedly called Bill Belichick the biggest F. Go ahead. Ing. <laughs> a. Hole. Right. In my life. I again, I believe it. Doesn't mean... I'm sure at some point you called Boomer that. Well, you said in it the earlier. Last, no, no, no. But Eddie just... <laughs> Brian Cashman Boomer Esiason blows at his job. No, right? no. You said that earlier. That was today. Eddie, that is not right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one thing with Brian Cashman. <laughs> Brian Cashman sucks. You want to do... That's funny. <laughs> that is not right. <laughs> Because here's what's going to happen. There's many people that aren't up now, right. and you're going to play that when I come in at 625, and people are going to think, what in the hell is he saying? And I'm like, oh. Plus, Boomer, cool. I'm sure, hasn't heard that yet. Oh, I'm sure I'm, he's not listening live. He's doing sports minutes and preparing for his program. It's not right. Not right. So that he doesn't suck today. <laughs> That's not cool, man. Come on. So uh, I'm not going to read this book by Seth Wickersham, but I'm interested in these fun uh, stories that are coming out about it. Yeah. I, I love the Buccaneers. You know, it's one of my seven teams that I like, Jay. Yes. I love the Buccaneers, and I've come to like Tom Brady a lot. I want Bill Belichick and the Patriots to win Sunday night. I know you do. Because I feel like people are really dismissing Bill Belichick now. Well, unfortunately for Bill Belichick, his team isn't very good right now. Yeah. And I don't know how you can expect them to win Sunday night. I think you can hope they do, and I guess if there was ever a time a guy would overachieve going into a game, this would be it. It helps that it's in New England, right? The game, Yeah, the game's in New yeah, England. New England. Brady's back there. But I don't see – if you're talking 
strictly on talent, unless the Bucks spit the bit Sunday night and they come out like it's going to be a walk in the park, I don't see it. I, the Patriots aren't good. I'm just counting on Tom Brady since he has lost in a couple of very big spots on the very oh, biggest of jackass. stages. You are Maybe he loses jackass. this one. <laughs> you, 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 I mean, For real. He's lost a... big games. <laughs> the guy has lost big games. The guy lost to Mark Sanchez oh, and the Jets man. and Rexy, Sexy Rexy. Yes, he did. So he loses big games, He's too, just like Garrett Cole. Six Super Bowls. <laughs> six. They lost three. You know how many NFL franchises have never been to a Super Bowl? And uh, this player's been to handful. nine of them and won two-thirds of them. No, it's weird that the And, bike... oh, by the way, won a couple of them because he had a great kicker. Right. Or idiot kicker. Yeah. Growing up, when I was loving uh, football and Super Bowls and that sort of thing, when I was in grammar school, the one team we always talked about was the Minnesota Vikings. They're how like they the Bills before the Bills. Yeah, how they had been to four Super Bowls and never yeah. won it. They haven't been to one since. Correct. I'm 52. And yet, well, Joe Beningo is how old? <laughs> he thought he'd be in the Super Bowl every year with the Jets. It's a long time ago now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, how about break. a Jets Vikings Super Bowl in the future, Jerry? Why not? We had an Indians. Um, uh, what was the World Series? The Cubs. Indians Cubs World Series. Yeah. Why not? It could happen. It definitely could happen. So you never know. How about that? Hold out hope. Uh, Five thirty-eight. More to do. Warm-up show till six on the fan. Don't go away. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, quarter to six, we take you to the top of the hour, Boomer and Geo then. And it should be a very busy Thursday because we are down the stretch with the baseball season. You got week four in the NFL opening tonight. The Jets suffered an injury with Marcus May out the next three to four weeks. Things are going great for them. What else you got, out? The Jake? biggest F-ing A hole in my life. <laughs> Boomer. What? Wow. Well, we are just taking aim at Boomer this morning. What is going that. on? At least that sounds like an edited robot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jerry Jay Glazer, Glazer, Glazer. Jay Glazer, yes, has hinted that the something is brewing with the Deshaun Watson situation. Yeah, I have a problem with this, and because he, Boomer hinted yesterday that something's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Boomer dropped yesterday that the uh-huh. Miami Dolphins are very much in on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he says Jay Glazer wrote. Keep your eyes on this situation. Well, you know what? Boomer said that yesterday. That's kind of weird. Like, what will people say if if he goes to the Dolphins? Like, no, I don't know. It's weird. It's a I weird know. situation. You know what? It might tell me as a Dolphins fan that the NFL obviously has done their own investigations, and maybe they feel that the case against him, cases, do not have merit. Hmm. Would also tell you they don't think much of Tua. Uh, which is Tua. ridiculous because, you know, they were all in and Tua, Tua, Tua. And then people would just discard these yeah. quarterbacks, Sam Darnold, you know, yep. and move on and let's get the new thing. Yep. And he could end up in Houston. Correct. I would think. Tua? Yeah, you would I think. I think so. Tua. I mean, if you're, if you're Houston, unless you just want draft picks and you don't like what you've seen out of Tua, I would think, think he, he goes was... back in the deal. Well, that's interesting, Jerry. Right, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, they need a quarterback. He was highly picked and and thought of. I would think he goes back if that happens. I like that. That would be cool. 
I love a cool shakeup in the NFL. Would that, would that make you more apt to watch a Houston Texans game? Probably not. But I would keep my eye on the highlights. <laughs> like when they do the highlight package, I would peek in. As opposed to now. No, it's yeah. Houston. Fast Houston. forward. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, now I might be like, let me see what Tua's doing over there. Tua, Tua. I actually thought you were going to say yes. Yeah. This silly me. No, 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 no. Then this was interesting. Remember Katie Nolan, Jerry? You familiar I, with Katie Nolan? All right. So, yes. And before you say what you're going to say, all right. this comes back to... And not comes back to, but this is another one that me and you at the time said we didn't understand. No offense to her. We did not understand why she was paid, what she was paid to go do essentially nothing. So go ahead. Continue. Yeah. So that was by ESPN. Yeah. Uh, Paid her because I think like people thought, you know, that she was interesting. I don't think they ever knew what to do with her or how to use her properly. Yeah. But they thought ESPN did. Let's pay her, and supposedly it was $1 million, and we'll figure something out. And then they never figured anything out. No, and she's just sat there doing nothing for, what, the last two years? Yeah, so my question to you is this, Jerry. Would you rather, let's say she got paid $1 million yeah. for one year. Let's use that as an example. Okay. And we'll see where you are as a Jerry Recco broadcaster. You're paid. Would you rather, Jerry, get paid $1 million for one year? And do nothing. And essentially disappeared for a year. I think I know where you would go. Okay. Or get paid $300,000 for three in 300 this year, 300 next year, 300 that, and be, and then be let go after that. What? What? Why would I want to make $900,000 in three years and be let go as opposed to a million in one year and be let go? Because... It, because you're visible in those three years. You're visible, but I do think in her case, she will get a job. You do? I do, yes. In my case, I might not. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, where will she go? I don't know. And I don't, and this can, we can have this conversation about Michelle Beadle, too. Yes. Who has been paid, what I read yesterday was $5 million yes. to not work. Correct. And apparently, she's going to have some sort of opportunity coming up yeah. soon, too. You wonder, and again, we can talk about, whether it was the NBA show uh, with Rachel Nichols, some of the money they're throwing around. I'll, I'll say to you what I said then. I don't get it. Like NBA countdown, whatever it is, nice show. I don't know why they pay the money they pay when the product is the game. That pregame show is fine. But whoever it is, I don't know. I don't get the money. I don't. I don't yeah. understand. She'll probably wind up on, uh, people are saying, perhaps a podcast. Shocking podcasts. At like the ringer, or wasn't one of these she other doing things. that though and making a lot of? Wasn't that her claim to fame? Was she had a very successful podcast? I thought no, she had like a very successful. She had a, a successful YouTube or blog, that sort of thing. Is oh, is that what it was? And then, and then Fox picked her up, and then Fox picked her up. Oh, right. she had that late night thing she was doing. Yeah, and then that's what ESPN brought her in to do, and, and then, then she didn't. They didn't do it with her. They didn't do it with her, which makes no sense. Yes. She might wind up with the, that Dan Lebitard thing that he's doing. Right, could do that too. Who had he has the old boss of ESPN. Yes, John Skipper. Yes. That's what they say. So keep an eye on that, Jerry. It is amazing to me, though, how we're in the business, like right entrenched in it. We are in it, Jerry. And I couldn't tell you where half these shows are. Yeah, me neither. Right. And we work in the business. And I like the Dan Lebitard show. And uh, we like him. 
And, uh, you know, I liked Poppy, the whole thing. But am I seeking out his new platform, whatever it is? I'm not. not. And I'll give you an example, too, and it's a show I like, and partly because I used to watch a lot of it online because he has guests that would give us content. Like, I like the Dan Patrick show. If you gave me till next Thursday, I couldn't tell you where to find that show right now. Right, live. And yet he's probably making $10 million a year. Is it Peacock? I don't know. Who knows? I honestly have no idea. Maybe. No. I don't know. It's really, it's a, the money is incredible in a lot of places. But again, it goes to the, the thing like I was saying about how I want baseball to make its own money. Sure. It'd be like if CBS Sports Network uh, paid you a uh, million dollars well, to do updates. Yeah, that's be fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're getting it from their from their daddy, CBS. I'd be fine with that. Pay me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Eddie. <laughs> I want everything to be paid on the money it brings in. Is that so difficult no, of a business? I think that's what business is. Is that like free if, enterprise? Like if you were, if you owned your coffee shop, yes. guess what? Your salary is going to be based on how many cups of coffee yes. you sell. I agree with you. I understand. I totally understand. I, the problem in today's day and age, I've got to break in one second, what? is the sponsorship money. Yeah. You know, it's when you look at, like the NBA, for instance, the players are making 50 not all of them obviously but the great players are making 40 and 50 million dollars a year because they went and they collectively bargained with the owners that's we're the product you're not we want 50% of the money now i in part of me likes that because they are the product the part of me that says the owners are the ones that risked everything to buy that team and to buy the franchise, and they're the ones that employ not dozens or hundreds, but thousands of people and give them benefits to live their life, that part of me is like, you're giving away 50% of what you work so hard for? So I'm on the fence with that one, but they bring in the money. Like, it it doesn't matter if the buildings aren't full. If TNT is going to be dumb enough, or ESPN, or ABC, whoever's going to be dumb enough to give them $3 billion dollars, I guess, hey, good for you. I don't... Hey, good for you. Yeah. I, we got a break. Wow. All right. Uh, I could go on until 10 o'clock with you, but we do a Boomer and Geo. So let's get out of here. Amy Lawrence. Pay me, Daddy. Aud- <laughs> <laughs> Odyssey Sports Minute talking about the final days of MLB. <laughs> it's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Uh, not much more time left. Boomer and Gio are standing by. What uh, Yankees lost. Mets lost. Got sure, there's a buzz uh, going Ooh, buzz, through no the buzz. radio station that we had sports arguments today. You and I had legitimate sports talk yeah. argument. You legit almost he made did. my head explode. A full more than one segment. I needed prescription uh, level Excedrin from Eddie today. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, I listen to... to um, Sal coming in, he gets me fired up. Yes. I wanna, then I want to start screaming. We got some audio from Sal coming up this morning. Oh, he was from middle of the night that you were not up for. <laughs> and if you are, and you know what, the way you actually run your Alexa, you might have heard. I may have heard it's him. It's possible. Yes. WFAN and WFAN one hundred one point nine FM HD one New York and Odyssey Station, your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan on one hundred one nine FM and the Odyssey app.